You're listening to a Sin Media podcast. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. You're listening to The Power of She here on Sin 90.7 with me, Jenna Green, and my lovely special guest today, Victoria. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Victoria. Welcome. You guys just listened to Who's That Girl by Eve. For those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, This is the show that is all about creating a platform to celebrate the wonderful work of females within the music industry and to also talk about what it's like to be a woman. So on the previous weeks, we've had some pretty, pretty good chats, pretty, pretty heavy, but good, important chats. In the first week, we spoke about what it's like to be a woman in 2019. The second week was a love and relationship special coinciding with Valentine's Day. And last week, we spoke about the kind of labels that society applies to women and what we feel pressured to be like as women, what society kind of imposes that we should be. And that was the theme of last week. It was called Society Thinks, Therefore I Am. And this week, Victoria is joining me to kind of bring us back down to earth for a women in popular culture special so really we're going to be focusing on women in hip-hop we both host the hip-hop show on sin um we're on we're on alternating weeks which is a little bit sad but it it was really nice to notice that we are both girls that have that connection that we really enjoy hip-hop music and speaking last week about the kind of expectations that society places on women i feel like that's definitely something that's kind of not so expected or it's very kind of a little bit of a taboo like if you're a woman that likes hip-hop it's a bit like oh like (laughs) you're kind of questioned in so many ways yeah now that I think about it now that you've just mentioned it I actually reckon I speak about hip-hop mainly with my guy friends in school that was the same thing when I like started discovering artists but yeah I realized I only spoke to boys about that Well, hopefully today, Victoria, we are going to get rid of that and encourage people to not only talk to girls about hip-hop, girls to not only get into hip-hop, but also to look at the fantastic female artists that we have creating incredible music in the hip-hop industry. Because as we will get onto later, I feel like we speak about our founding fathers of hip-hop a lot. But there are so many incredible, amazing women who've also shaped the scene. I'm going to play you some of those songs today, which you may have heard, you may not have heard. We've got quite a broad spectrum of old school, kind of new stuff. We're going to bring it home to Australia. Yeah, we're going to sure. play some. We're going to play some Australian hip hop artists, which I think is really important. Also, the Australian hip hop scene, as Victoria and I know, is just blowing up like oh, massively. It's, going, it's so good. Especially watching it is like so exciting. Especially because we go to events and stuff now. Yeah, meet we some do. awesome people. We it's meet some great people. Very exciting. So, but we want to see the women come through. Open your ears to these amazing ladies because they definitely deserve more recognition than they're getting at the minute. So we're going to kind of chat today about our favourite artists, like what, again, what it's like being a woman who enjoys hip hop. We're going to talk about some of the contradictions that we have and the kind of the issues that surround being a woman that likes hip hop and some of the issues that go on within the hip hop industry and within the culture that we would like to kind of try and squish and, and get rid of perhaps. But yeah, stay tuned for that. For now, we are going to listen to you. What You Like by Debrat. 
Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your radio dial to 90.7 or stream it online at sin.org.au. You're listening to The Power of She on Sin 90.7 with me, Jenna Green, and my special guest, Victoria. Hello, everyone. So if you guys were listening before, we kind of explained the basic premise of the show. We explained that we are both girls who love hip-hop, and we've spoken a lot on the previous episodes about representation of women and how women are seen by society. And today, we kind of really want to bring it back down and bring it back in close to the music and focus on hip-hop in particular how women are represented in that genre. We're going to include R&B as well. Yeah, I feel like the two go hand in hand. Yeah. And trying to kind of discuss, is hip-hop exclusively a boys' club? Because I feel like that's a massive issue that we face, definitely on the hip-hop show, that there is that kind of assumption that, oh, like, hip-hop's all about guys. Like, guys like hip-hop. Why, why do you want to like hip-hop as a girl? You should like Taylor Swift. But... Ooh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> no hate to Taylor Swift, but I love my hip-hop way more. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we are kind of li- a little bit pushed out of this sphere and pushed out of liking hip-hop or looked at weird when it's like, no, we host the hip-hop show. Like, Yeah. yeah like, it's, it shouldn't be strange, but to some people it really is. So we kind of wanted to try and unpick that try and really look at some amazing female artists that there are within that sphere and play you some of those artists but yeah definitely talk about how we feel about this and how do we get more women into hip-hop and how do we address this bad name that hip-hop kind of has we talked about the bad name that feminism has last week hit me hit me with your thoughts well as we were saying a bit before in our song break we were just having a bit of a discussion but pretty much i think they definitely can be the assumption that, you know, hip-hop music's really, like, misogynistic. Yeah, it's, for sure. There's a lot of songs, I guess, that are mainly, that like, a lot of chart toppers, unfortunately, are about, you know, just getting girls, getting money. But when, in fact, like, if you look back at 90s hip-hop, especially artists like Tupac and stuff like that, you know, their songs were really about, like, spreading, like, social messages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I feel like... It's been a bit overlooked now because we do like still have artists that do convey those sorts of messages, but Tupac was just such an you know other artists from that like era yeah. were definitely people who made that their priority in their music. They try to spread a message, whereas now it's just kind of like a lot of people think, oh, you know that Drake song made number one, but it's just about him singing about you know money or mm. something you know, that's not as meaningful or significant. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Victoria. I think both of us spoke about what really drew us to hip-hop and why we liked hip-hop as a genre. And I was saying to you that, for me, it was the narrative that hip-hop is able to tell, like I said before. And I feel like that really was the kind of hip-hop that I was drawn into when it was kind of reality rap, when it was pure lyricism, when people were literally... The bars that people were spitting were poetry. It reflected a story... And I feel as hip-hop has become more tailored for consumption, it's really lost that kind of importance and it's really lost that pure, like, lyricism. People are smashing out tracks that are to be number ones, but I think that 
the people who are consuming them are perhaps not the same people who were following the movement at the very start and that's why it's molded and it's transformed to become something that I don't think it was intended to be in the first place and that we do get these horrible misogynistic lyrics that I I find myself I don't know about you but I certainly find myself in a contradiction because people are like oh check this track by like so and so he'll be really big and I'll be like oh like okay like yeah I'll like the beat I'll be like okay the hook's cool but actually if you look at the lyrics um it's a bit it's a bit shady like I'm like why why do we need that well it kind of upsets me this one example comes to my mind now but I'm a fan of Nicki Minaj I've followed her since she kind of blew up from super bass yeah and um the pink print album which I think is a really great album everyone just knows of the number one song that was on it which was Anaconda yeah and you know that song is basically about butts pretty much and having a big butt and the sad part about it is there's actually a lot of great songs on that album that are quite deep and do have a narrative that you're discussing like all things go for example is a story about how she talks about you know having been getting pregnant at a young age Mm -hmm. um having an engagement losing a family member young yeah and it takes you on this full story but no one really knows that it's totally overlooked yeah because she has a song that's a chart topper that I guess is more catchy, whatever it may be. It's more consumable. It's yeah, more exactly. palatable and it sells more. I think it's so true what you say from that album as well. Yeah. She released a bunch of mixtapes before that in like the late 2000s. And I think it's really sad that people only associate her massive, massive talent with, yeah, like that that song because she was the first female artist included in like the MTV's hottest MC list. Yeah. That is so massive for like, a woman to be featured on that. No, I feel like no one really appreciates her talent. It's like, oh, well, she's got a really big bum, so that's all we're really going to focus on. Exactly. I feel like I'm constantly defending my love for her because mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, you know, I don't really like her music, you know, the like Chun-Li or they'll say songs like that, they're really big ones, but I'm like, have you listened to Grand Piano, which is a ballad about love I'm like it's one of the most powerful ballads I've heard about love but no one knows it yeah and again all things go like it's such a deep story she tells but no one ever actually has gone in to look and listen to all those more like meaningful stories whereas I unfortunately the two songs Anaconda and I think it was The Night Is Still Young which were the really big ones they were just you know hits because they were so easy to sing along to. They were so catchy. But, yeah, it's unfortunate that I feel like I have to defend it every time people talk about it. I'm like, I know you know all these songs, but listen to a few different ones that you might not have heard of, and you'll actually see there's a lot more to this artist than you actually think. 100%. I think we spoke a lot about conscious consumerism on the last show and about how we can really challenge the way that women are represented in a lot of these spheres and in a lot of these movements and areas is really being conscious about what we buy into and I think that that's a massive issue within the music industry that there are so many people who just consume music who literally just take whatever is handed to them and one thing that I want to get on to talking to you about Victoria a little bit later is about how many other female artists there are, how many other like amazing, incredible female MCs there are as well. Not that Nicki Minaj isn't amazing herself, because she's fantastic. Yeah. But even still, we don't have the same levels of competition um, with men as we do with females. Of course. And also, people are a lot more inclined to go and find new music by males and to really look at what is available um, by men 
But there are so many other women doing incredible things, but because they're not as palatable or they're not as easy to find, they're not fed to us so easily. People just don't want to know, and I think it's so bad that, like you say, when people don't want to listen to a lot of Nikki's other tracks that are so incredible, we're gonna play "Moment for Life" in a minute. Oh, I'm so excited for that! <laughs>、um, but yeah, people don't. People just don't seek out these other tracks, and it's so crazy. But it's just not like it's just not done because it takes that extra little bit of effort、exactly. to find these people, and I think that's definitely something that, as women who are interested in hip hop, as women who host the hip hop show as well, I definitely feel like we have a massive responsibility to try and get more of that female work out there, and that's certainly what we're trying to do with this show here. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it's just it's just so sad to see that people aren't giving women the recognition. The way that women are represented, they're very objectified within hip hop,、um, and it gives hip hop a very bad name. Like you were saying beforehand, about how when you listen to these songs or when you say you like hip hop, people look at you a bit funny, and they're like, "How how can you like hip hop like as a woman?" Because they are misinformed, and that what they see as hip hop is not what is really hip hop. It's not what is truly hip hop. Very shallow. Like I think. Um, understanding of it because it's with hip hop. I feel like once you start digging a little bit deeper、mm-hmm. and educating yourself a bit more, you realize how complex it is and how many different you know artists there are to、yeah. explore and different types. I mean, you do have your chart toppers, but then you do have your songs that like can really emotionally impact you as well. One hundred percent. We were talking on the on the hip hop show、um, just the other day about how. Hip hop is a musical genre that people can consume and tap into, but it's massively a culture as well. And what we are seeing and what we are consuming and these kind of misogynistic lyrics, I don't feel like they really do fit into the true culture of hip hop and the true root of hip hop, which was all about like being inclusive, being like you know talking about struggles, getting through struggles, telling a narrative, telling a story,、exactly. all like banding together. And trying to promote like social change, really. Yeah. It's kind of totally flipped because I feel like it's become so consumed. Victoria, we're going to continue with the chats we were having beforehand. So now we're going to talk about some of the great females that there are in hip hop. Because we alluded to this earlier, but there are just so so many, and we're trying to play you as many as we can today. So Victoria, what I really want to know from you is. Who really got you listening to hip hop, and who do you feel like you really can relate to in terms of female artists that are in the hip hop industry? There's so many. I think when I was younger, I was like telling you this before, but I was a huge Ciara fan. Yes, I loved <sighs> her. I remember I used to turn on MTV, and it was. All her videos would be out, and I wanted to one two step. And I was young at the time. We all one two step. Let's、yeah. be real about this. Yeah, and like this was before. I think I was the only one out of my friends who actually knew her as an artist before.、Mm-hmm. You know, we got to eighteen, where that would be a song that always came on in a club、yeah. or something like that. And I listened to a lot of Missy Elliott. And after I watched, when I started listening to、um, Biggie music,、mm-hmm. I watched the Notorious movie,、oh. and then. I started. I saw Little Kim,、so、and, good. I, yeah. and I was like, "There's another artist. I just need to, you know, uncover and find out more about." Honestly, because、uh-huh. obviously, in the movie, if any of you have seen it, you see actually she's quite a big part of Biggie's life, and I learned that, yeah, she really did have an impact later on when I was growing up. 
it was sad. Like, I only knew of her because of the movie, unfortunately. But I was happy I got introduced to her because another woman that just dominated the game and was up there with the men, you know, proving that she's worth it as well. I love Lil' Kim so, so, so much. So good. Um, It's funny you said said Sierra as well. I think when I was younger... I used to listen to Sierra loads and I used to listen to like Can't Leave Him Alone. Yeah. And I was like 12. I was like, who are you singing about? Like, I'm singing these songs. Like, I'm, oh, can't, can't Leave Him Alone. I'm just like, who, who are you on about? You're 12. Yeah, the best one's Goodies. I used to sing that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, my goodies. I'm, now I listen back. I'm like, Victoria, you know what the goodies were. <laughs> you, did you did not didn't. know the goodies. Oh, the song. I really like the song Like a Boy. Yeah, And I remember there was a really cool video clip to it. Uh And she was... Because she's a very talented dancer as well. I remember... I think that's another dance I tried to learn as well. (laughs) I just was very inspired by her dancing and her singing. So that's exciting. And yeah, she definitely passed away for like all this other stuff I wanted to get involved in. So, so many incredible... What I would refer to as like founding mothers and I mentioned to you before some of my favorite female artists being the likes of like MC Light, Foxy Brown, TLC, Salt and Pepper, literally so so many like Debrat we played before. So many good ones. So 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 many. Even we just played Erica Badu. Yeah, Erica Badu is massive and also I feel like I can't even continue talking about this without mentioning Lauren Hill. Like, of course. You're I said, a very big fan. I'm a huge fan. To all listeners, very, very big fan we have here. <laughs> but I think that Lauren Hill is so massive, certainly for me, because I feel like she totally rejected all of the stereotypes that were placed upon women. And although perhaps they weren't quite as obvious, I think that there were still some major, major stereotypes and labels placed on women within the hip-hop industry um back in her kind of initial times of coming out i read an interview an article about mc light and how she felt about the whole kind of scenario and there were often times when these women would be like booked for gigs and there'd be people on who'd be the headline before them that were just so much less influential, but they were placed so much higher up purely because they were men. And I think that when I listen to Lauren Hill's music, I think that she's definitely the one of my main people who kept me in with hip-hop and was like, no, hip-hop, the real hip-hop, as you're supposed to know it, it's not about all this misogyny. It's not about literally getting money, being horrible to, to women. It's not about that at all. Um... I think she definitely kept me on track and was like, no, this is what it's about. And kind of analysing her album. I talk about this so, so much. But (laughs) analysing her album, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, as I've said so many times, I'll say again, I feel like it doesn't matter whether you listen to that album when it first came out or you listen to it now. The fact that it's so timeless and it's so relatable for so, so many young women women in general is just incredible and I think that like I say the success of that is because she literally does reject all of these labels all of these stereotypes and she's like no I'm not going to be forced to be this I'm not going to be forced to be that and it really woke me up and was like whoa I am I myself am being miseducated about what this genre is and in life in general so I can't I can't speak about legends and founding mothers without speaking about the incredible Lauren Hill that album is iconic though like it's just so powerful 
Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt. Like, you have to, definitely have to acknowledge it. Unless you've been living under a rock, I think you must have heard at least at least one or two one or two tracks from that album. They're everywhere, though. I feel like even when I remember... I, this is so random. I was playing, like, the NBA game on PlayStation and Lauren Hill started playing, and I was like, yes! Because <laughs> all the other songs, you know, you know, hip-hop, and they're made, like, by mm-hmm. artists like Jay-Z and stuff like that, and then you hear a woman there, and you're like, yes! Yeah! We've got some good stuff here. But it's even, like, on the Drake samples. Like, when people listen to those songs, it's like Lauren Hill X Factor is sampled. And people are like, oh, yeah, love this Drake song. I'm like, hold on, hold yeah. on. Oh, child, you do not know. You do not and know the whole so many it. women as well. Yeah, yeah. That is, I think there, there can be mixed opinions on that. I think it's great that Drake includes a lot of women. But I think that people need to realize it is the that woman. these women, they have tracked on their own. Yeah. And really know where the samples are coming from and appreciate yeah. the songs themselves. Don't appreciate them purely on the fact that they are sampled by Drake. These, Drake was influenced by these women because they are so influential and substantial. I was at the Drake concert, and have you heard his song "Teenage Fever"? Yes, that <laughs> you know has you know the lyrics from J Lo's "If yeah. I Had My Love," or, "If I Had Your Love." Sorry, and the best part at the end though was when they, everyone was singing along to it. He just goes, "You guys would have made J Lo really proud," and I was like, oh, "Thank you." Yeah, you have to remember because I grew up listening to J Lo as well. I love mm-hmm. J Lo of slightly different genre, obviously, but. I was like, you need to acknowledge that that was a hit because of her, yeah. not because Drake decided he wanted to, you know, be inspired by it. Uh-huh. It's like one of my uh, favourite songs is Sister Nancy Bum Bum. <laughs> it's not quite like a hip-hop track, but that was sampled so many times and she didn't receive any royalties or like recognition for yeah. it at all please like you can't just be throwing out all these songs and like sampling these tracks without actually realizing that these are such incredible women in their own right and these tracks are so insane on their own exactly before they're played around with by men agreed agreed we're agreed agreed full stop (laughs) we're agreed period okay so yeah that's what i really want to chat to you about talk we we speak a lot about the founding fathers of hip-hop and we like i said we speak so so easily about our biggies our parks our cubes our drays literally so so there are so so many men of course but then it's kind of you can see why hip-hop gets considered a man's world because there it's so much harder for the women to come up and the women to come through and for the women to be taken seriously. And I think that that's definitely something that we need to be questioning. Why is that? Like, why are we allowing that yeah. to happen? And how do, how do we change that? It's not the kind of thing that's just going to change on its own. It's not just going to happen exactly. overnight. And I think that people need to realize that we are contributing to it. And some people will say that, well, there's a reason for it. Like, the music's just not as popular. It's not because of ingrained patriarchy it's because music's just not as popular. But I would say to those people that actually I don't think that is the case. I think it is more that they're not given the chance, they're not given the opportunity. There are so many more like hurdles and barriers in terms of receiving recognition and in terms of being taken seriously as artists. There are so many more things that women have to face than Oh, of course. Well, even like just thinking about it now, I'm thinking of all the streaming services and you know how they do customised playlists, you know, that are like old school hip hop, old school rap or like, you know, music from nowadays. I feel like 
90 to 95% of that of the artists they suggest are all men. Yeah. I mean, if you go onto an old school one, you'd be lucky maybe to get Little Kim on it or yeah. Queen Latifah. And now if you go on women's, it's probably going to be most likely Nicki Minaj, Cardi B or let's say like SZA or something like that. Yeah. But that's only three women compared to... I could name about 15 men right now, to be honest. Of course, of course. I think I searched, just just in terms of like doing, doing my research for this show and putting together the playlist, I was like, okay, well, these are the kind of songs that I would want to put in, but let me just see what's out there. And I think I searched like women in hip hop and there was like one playlist that came up, and it was obviously like it's not even it wasn't even put together yeah. by the most commonly used streaming service. It was put together like by a person, and it was just the one. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure if we did the search now, even we'd find that it's all men. And that's not to say that the men that are on them aren't great, but there's also a lot of women that deserve to be recognized equally. You know, and yeah. like the quality of their music is at the same level, maybe even better in some cases, but it still should be looked upon in the same light, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think that what the main point that we need to focus on is the fact that nobody's wanting women to dominate the game. Nobody's saying, like, okay, like, men have had your chance now. Let the women have a go. We don't even want to to be the most dominant within the genre. I think just to have equal recognition would be so important. Come back for some more chats in a little bit, but for now, we're going to listen to Foolish by Ashanti. You are listening to The Power of She here on Sin 90.7. You just heard Tina Turner by The Incredible Rhapsody. Before that, it was I Love You More by No Name. And before that, it was Foolish by Ashanti. I am Jenna Green, and I'm joined by Victoria. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello. This is me. Yeah, so if you have been listening throughout our show already, you will know that the topic today is really talking about women in hip-hop in particular. We've had lots of great chats and discussions over the previous episodes about various different things, about what it's like growing up as a young woman. And today I really want to bring it back down and bring it close into the music and into the music that we play you guys. So today we're discussing women in hip-hop and what it's like trying to be a woman rooting for hip-hop as a genre and some of like the the bad names and bad labels that are attached to hip-hop and also trying to appreciate the great female artists that there are within the genre. I think that what is so important when we discuss the ways that hip-hop has transformed and developed in order to become more palatable to consumers and how the marketing of hip-hop has changed what certainly what I perceive to be the true hip-hop I think that these people who are who are marketing it in such a way and who are encouraging these kinds of lyrics I think what they disconnect themselves from is the real life impact and real life effect it has and you can see why when people listen to these songs especially as young women and they actually listen into the lyrics it's like hold on you're basically telling me to just totally be submissive to men at all costs, no matter what. Yeah. And to that my own intelligence and own like thoughts and points of view are not valid or important in any way, shape or form. So you can see why hip hop gets given such a bad name. And there are so many of these songs, they are so catchy in themselves that I'm like, why do we need these lyrics? Like literally just write about something else. If you've else. got a good beat, you know, a good chorus, all this stuff. Yeah. You don't need to be like dirty. We were discussing before, there's so many songs 
that I would listen to as a child and not realising how dirty lyrics were. Even songs like... Even songs today, like, literally, like, Tatiana. Like, that is so I know. bad. I know. As well, my friends were singing that. And my mum's name's Tatiana as well. And I was like, oh, my God, this is too much for me. This is too much. I'm tapping out. Certainly not needed. Let us know what you think also. Because we don't just want to feed you our opinion. We want to get people talking and get you guys to join the discussion. Particularly guys. And women as well. Anyone, really. Anyone. Anyone. If you can hit us up on our socials, we have Instagram. I think that lots of people get very defensive about it. And it's like, it's not really that hard not to say nasty things about women in your songs, really. Well, when you think about it, I would, if I said, like, for example, I started rapping and I was saying, you know, I want a boy, but he has to be tall and look like this and be buff and, you know, treat me like a princess. <laughs> you See, you're laughing. You know what I mean? But guys do that all the time yeah, with the girls. They They'll do. be like, she needs to have, you know, like a big ass but skinny waist and like all those songs. Yeah. Even like the one that just popped into my mind is, um, Oh my god, the Nicki Minaj and Big Sean one. The one where it's like your um you've got like a big ass but your um waist is anorexic or something oh, like that. that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like we sing that and we don't even realise how like no. condescending that is. But if I said that about a boy being like, uh, you need to have a six pack and have beautiful huh. coloured eyes, you're laughing. I think that it's one of those things that maybe it's just become so ingrained within society and within the music industry, unfortunately, that we're not like conscious of it. And that for people to really stand up about it, you're like, oh, why? Like, why are you bothered about it anyway? And it it is really, it really is important though, because like I was saying earlier, people don't realize how much it connects to how young women see themselves and how young women see and people in general see the genre. Because yeah. it is so sad that hip-hop is getting this kind of bad name. We're just, like, smashing out all of these songs, like, just so mindlessly, I think is the term that I would use, and not even thinking about the real-life effects that it can have on young women. Certainly myself, growing up, looking at young women in popular culture and in hip-hop in particular, the way they're represented is, like, when you look at... Beyonce, crazy in love. Okay, so analyzing that video, she's yeah. got the tiny little hot pants on and a little, little the tiny singlet. little top. And why Jay Z is dripping in suave? Jay Z is fully clothed. <laughs> and like, she's strutting. She's, she is she's strutting. strutting. She's work- and the red pumps, you can't not yeah, forget those. She's just totally objectified and totally just there to look nice. And. I think, to- like, when we talk about the miseducation of Lauren Hill, yeah, I think lots of these things, when I look back on them and try and apply an adult perspective, I'm like, hold on, like, these things have definitely contributed to the way that I feel like I have to present myself and the way that I see myself as a woman is that flicking on these channels, all I see is, like, the, the male-dominant, like, feature... And then the woman kind of sings a little bit. Maybe it's the chorus, but it's mainly there to wear next to no clothing. Exactly. I think the thing as well is with Beyonce, obviously she's one of the biggest artists of all time. Oh, I adore Beyonce. I love her, but she's very young. That was her first, you know, solo Uh project. And it's only taken her how many years it was later for her to be like, look, I've 
loved what I did, but now I'm actually using my voice to do yeah. songs that I want. But she had to work her way up to actually be in that position where she could have more of a say into her video clips, you know, and the way she was presented. And then I feel like if you listen to that song, which is obviously like a classic, amazing song, but if you listen to that and then listen to her more recent stuff, she really does take a stance on what it's like to be a woman and yeah. empowering women, which obviously shows like her like growing and having that power she might not have had as a solo artist starting off. Yeah, I think that definitely it's very unfortunate that if she tried in the industry, if she tried to do that as an initial artist coming forward, as we've seen through various examples, like I was saying, I would consider like one of the most like one of my certainly most modern influential female like hip hop artists, I would say is No Name. And literally, No Name has so many incredible tracks and is an incredible artist in herself. But because she doesn't present herself quite in the same way and she doesn't have that image that we associate with women in hip hop, that she's not anywhere near as like at the forefront yeah. of hip-hop which i think is definitely a shame yeah but she just refuses to to rise to it to change her appearance and to change yeah. her like sound and image you're listening to the power of she and sin 90.7 that was some brand new lil kim with go off and we were speaking about this earlier about lil kim about how influential she is it's nice to see that she's still around, that she's still she's still kicking it. She's still making making good music. She comes up on my feed every now and then. And I'm- good. Before that, we had Cardi B with Get Up 10. I like that song because we were saying it's not your stereotypical Bodak Yellow. It's not what's in the mainstream. You kind of have to dig a little bit deeper. And it's got a, a really powerful, strong message behind it. It's really important still. And before that, we had Family Affair by... Mary J. Bly. What a classic. <laughs> so we're bringing you quite an eclectic mix today of old school, new school, uh, well, new wave, whatever you want to call it, but all incredible female hip-hop artists. So if you listen to the show for the more neo-soul songs that we play, they'll be back soon. In the shows to come, they, Stay tuned. they will be back for sure, but we're going to focus on the hip-hop for now. So those were some incredible female artists. We still have time for a few more. But for now, we're going to go back into our discussions, Victoria. We're going to go back into our chats about the representation of women within hip-hop, what it's like being a woman who likes hip-hop, and trying to unpick why hip-hop has such a bad name and the stereotypes and labels that it applies to women. So within that, we are going to discuss the whole... Nikki Cardi situation because I feel like we can't address women in hip-hop without alluding to that and obviously this is only one feud there have been many feuds in the past through some of the artists that we've already spoken about that's very true between them but I feel it's a constant recurring theme that we obviously you see male beef a lot within hip-hop diss tracks yeah yeah and we're not we're not trying to pretend like there's no beef between men going on but i feel like almost it's it's expected so much more and encouraged so much more and i think it's almost manufactured within female hip-hop so i think that it's almost constructed and we're we are made to consume it and we're almost not interested in female hip-hop unless there's drama that comes alongside it and I think that's very sad and I think that's not 
the way that it should be at all. We spoke before and you mentioned about the fact that we're constantly led to believe that there's only room for one major woman, that that we have to compete against one another, and especially like these women in the music industry have to compete against one another. And I think that it's so not necessary, but this is the main dominant, really, kind of example that everyone pretty much everyone will know about or be able to understand Most, i guess recent as well yeah yeah it, it is sad we should be happy that there's another woman that's come into the scene and is killing it you know yeah. what i mean it's like another woman we can listen to another woman we can admire all this stuff like that so it's really sad when i guess after big events and all those types of things in the media the first thing that comes out of it is a feud. Yeah. And it's sad because I feel like... I listened to the track Motorsport by Migos. Uh-huh. And Nikki and Cardi are both on it. And it's, like, so good that they're on it together. And I'm like, why is there this feud? I, I know there's a bit of a backstory and everything to uh-huh. it as well. But it's just, like, if we don't put these women competing against each other and we actually allow them to create something, it's just, like, so much girl power and I'm a fan of it I think in terms of trying to analyse why we think this occurs and why we think this is apparent among women in hip hop is that I think it taps into the much wider structural issue of why are we so, as a society why are we so determined to not see women succeed or we're so negative about women succeeding that we have to make it about something else we have to pit them against each other we have to cause this drama cause this beef, like like I say that's the only thing we want to consume, we're kind of not interested unless the, the drama is there and exactly. as you quite rightfully say Victoria these two women collaborating together on that track they create such amazing music and i'm sure that many other women if they were to collaborate together they would also create such great tracks but because we kind of feed women this idea that it can only be one major woman and because we create this competition and create this kind of negative environment for women coming up and and succeeding that we don't see so much of that and i think that that's really really not good at all and very very sad and disappointing to see it is i think the most disappointing thing even in the past two weeks was when cardi b became the first recipient of the best rap album at the grammys thank you and she was criticized right away and i understand Mm -hmm. it was a very it was such a competitive category that year i mean you had albums like um mac miller Mm -hmm. swimming which is an amazing album i'm a huge mac miller fan i can say nipsey hustle was nominated as well yeah and then we had astro world travis scott which also was huge that album that blew up it was so successful Mm -hmm. and then you had cardi b who was you know first time nominated in this category and she won and i feel so bad for her because she actually went to instagram the next day and felt the need to defend her like her her talent yeah Yeah, of course the, the fact that she won and she was explaining which i guess no men in that category would have ever had to experience was she was pregnant at the time as well so imagine you've got a human growing inside Uh you but you're on a strict deadline to finish an album to get all this done that's something they would never relate to so don't take that away from her when you don't even know what it's like to experience that you know 
And I don't know, it just it was sad because I know if I was in that position, I'm not saying I'm a talented artist or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, I, yeah. Maybe one day, <laughs> stay tuned. But I feel so horrible for her because she got that much backlash to the point where she felt as though she had to defend her right yeah to, to justify award. herself i think you're so right that we would never expect that from a man there might be some kind of speculation and criticism for a man but it would definitely never be to the same extent whereby it was so widely criticized i spoke about this on the hip-hop show uh, around about the time that people totally surpassed the fact of how incredible it was that she won this award and what it meant for like females and women and women in hip-hop, that it was so huge that she won this. I think that what people forget when we analyse this, both of them have huge awards awarded to them, and they have huge records. Like I said earlier about um, Nicki Minaj and about how she was the first female artist included on the MTV Hottest MC list. And even for uh, Cardi B, she's the second female rapper in history to hold the number one spot on the Billboard charts without any features for Bodak Yellow. Wow. And that was obviously her first her first album. That's a big, and big first achievement. track, yeah. So it's huge. These women have these awards and we just totally, totally overlook them. But they have these awards and they're just so totally overlooked and nobody's like, oh, let's, let's just make them fight really. against each other. And again, I think it all comes down to marketing and the way that they're marketed as artists in terms of selling. And I think that certainly looking at where music has come from and where a lot of people kind of... Where, where people got into music. I don't know about you, but it was certainly to listen to things that I could relate to, to enjoy music. And I feel like the more and more we go on with this consumerism and literally just totally changing music for capital benefit, when we see elements such as this, these feuds, it totally exercises that, that it's just hold on. These women are so incredibly talented individually like and together why are we so determined to only focus on making them fight between each other make them throw shoes at each other make them comment on parenting and whatever it's just ridiculous it's so unnecessary and i think the thing as well is we need to acknowledge that these two women they create tracks that actually empower women in a way you know even with a song like i like it by cardi b she's singing about just you know, all the things she likes. And I know that's such a basic concept. Like Balenciaga's, the ones that are like sucks. Exactly. But you know what? She owns it. And that makes other girls feel like, you know what? I can own what I like too, you know? And I know it's such a basic concept, but it does like resonate with people. And they see this woman who's making something of herself, you know, mm -hmm. started from, you know, stripping on a pole and then, you know, making like this huge successful career. And not to say that her startings were to be criticised or anything like that, but it's showing how much she's developed as a person Yeah, going from this spot where she can, you know, have a platform to say, this is what I like and you're going to, you know, accept it. Was it you that I was talking to about Kanye West and Monster? The fact that he wanted that verse removed yeah. is just insane. Apparently they're going to take off Nicki Minaj's verse in Monster because it was too good. And if anyone has heard that verse... It is unreal. I mean, I went to FOMO, the festival, in January, and she finished one song, stopped, and everyone was just clapping, you know, cheering, 
and she just starts with no instruments, nothing, rapping it because that's how powerful the verse is. She doesn't need anything else but her lyrics and herself. Honestly, yeah. I had chills. I was like, yes, this is the <laughs> I didn't think she was going to perform that either. So yeah. I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for when she also is someone who's owning what she does and she's confident about it. Like, let's praise them for owning what they do but doing it well. You Indeed. Know, putting, and I know they're competing, they're making them compete against each other. But in fact, they're competing against all these men that have dominated the game for ages. Mm-hmm. And we should be supporting that, whether it be them as artists together. But like, let's not put them against each other. No, no. I think that it's just crazy that that is kind of our method with women. Not even just within music. We would try, we're trying specifically today to relate it to music so that people can understand and to give a very obvious example of the things that we've spoken about in previous weeks. But it's not, it doesn't, it spreads beyond music. Yeah. This whole pitting women against each other and the competition and the idea that only one can come up and that only one can succeed and you must fight amongst each other. It just put, it plays into so many other stereotypes about women. And especially, I think, with these two women, hopefully I'll go on to speak a bit more about this next week um, because we will be having a Women of Colour special. It, like, it's, it plays into these stereotypes of, like, black women being aggressive and, like, angry. And, like I say, that you just see them fighting against each other. And it is all, essentially to take this power away from them because nobody can sit back and just appreciate them for the art that they are creating and for the power that they have nobody everyone's trying to think how can we strip them of this how can we take it away and there are so many things placed upon them so many labels so many stereotypes hopefully we'll see some change in the future exactly and more young women and women in general can come through i'd love to maybe inspire some young women or women in general to not be so put off by hip-hop to get into hip-hop a lot more and for some like maybe some young men to be more conscious of the kinds of hip-hop they consume exactly and the kinds of hip-hop that they support speaking of that yeah and of hip-hop we like to support and consume i have some lovely lovely australian women to bring you guys because the Australian hip-hop scene is huge in itself. As I've mentioned, Victoria and I both host the hip-hop show here on Sin on a Wednesday night from 8 until 11pm, if you would like to listen to us. I've definitely seen personally the hip-hop scene in Australia has grown so much recently and it's definitely getting more We popular. love it, don't we, Victoria? We, we really love it. We love our local artists. Shout out to our local both men and women. We love you both. Exactly. But same, I think the same problem is there because we don't we know mainly men in this genre mm-hmm. in Australia and not that we don't love the men the men are great and we definitely love the music they produce but we also want the women to be viewed in the same light on the same platform yeah and that's why we're gonna give them a few we will spins now <laughs> we're gonna bring you Afterglow by TK Maida and then after that we will listen to Caution by Sophie Grilfi you're listening to The Power of She on Sin 90.7 with me, Jenna Green, and Victoria. We're rounding up and saying goodbye, unfortunately. I hope you have a nice time, Victoria. I had a really great time, I think, especially because you and I talk hip-hop on another Sin show. Um, it was really fun talking about it just 
based like just focusing on women yeah and it was really cool because there were so many artists today that you brought up that I was like I haven't thought about you and I'm really happy I've like engaged with them you know oh good it was such a hard job to even try and pay these women justice because there are so so many artists that I could have played but obviously we only have two hours and we wanted to chat as well exactly but definitely please please if you're listening at home try and engage with some more female artists try and think more about some of the lyrics you listen to and don't be put off by hip-hop if you are a woman and if you are a female because like I say there is so much music and so much material out there that doesn't portray this misogynistic view and doesn't tap into patriarchy and you know the horrible representation of women that i think hip-hop is unfortunately associated with don't be put off by that at all because when you actually seek out songs yourself and when you try and delve into what really is being put out you will see that hip-hop is so much more than that and there's so many incredible women and even incredible men that don't choose to engage with that exactly that we can definitely give them our support wholeheartedly and enjoy their fantastic music. So I'm so pleased that you've enjoyed coming on the show today. Of course. Well, remember, everyone, just to view women in the same light. I think that's the message as well. Yeah. Because you will always have so many male artists in the game, but... <laughs> the game, as we did there. <laughs> I'm not even trying to do puns today. It's just kind of happening. But there's so many women that are just as talented, just as amazing, and we should be... Appreciating everyone. Yeah, everyone together. We're not trying to put them 100%. against each other. We're trying to be like, everyone deserves our love. I couldn't say it better myself. That's definitely what we want. If you would like to hear some more fantastic female artists, tune in next week for our Women of Colour special on International Women's Day. It's going to be an incredible show. We've got some more fantastic guests. Not Victoria, unfortunately. But like I say, if you would like to listen to Victoria or myself again, tune in to The Hip Hop Show on Sin 90.7 on Wednesdays from 8 until 11. You've been listening to The Power of She here on Sin 90.7. Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your radio dial to 90.7 or stream it online at sin.org.au.